Before we get into today's game scoop, let's take a moment for a shout out to our sponsor, Squarespace. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create an awesome website, connect with your audience, and sell anything all in one place, all on your terms. With Squarespace, you can easily sell custom merch and create a passive income stream. You design your products, and production, inventory, and shipping are all handled for you, saving you time and money. You can sell your products in an online store. Whether you sell physical, digital, or service products, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. Use insights to grow your business, learn where your site visits and sales are coming from, and analyze which channels are most effective. Improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on top keywords or most popular products. Ready to get started? Head over to squarespace.com gamescoop for a free trial. And when it's showtime, use our special promo code gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested, and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android, or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. All right, let's do a show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis, Sam Claiborne, and Jonathan Dornbush. Charmed, I'm sure. We've got a great show for you this week. This week is all about you. We're going to do an all-listener mail show. I've selected a bunch of good emails from you this week. Why not listener female? Uh, you know, you're right. Uh, you're, you're right. I, I, I'm making presumptions. <laughs> uh, so that means we're going to be talking about Castlevania. We're going to be talking about the Nintendo Switch. Mm. We're even going to be talking about Madden because you asked about it. Nice. Video game I'm excited. or the sports commentator? Both. Oh. Uh, I am absolutely qualified to discuss Madden at length. <laughs> the commentator. I think everybody Not the game. No, but you know Madden, right? I'm actually very excited for this year's Madden. Uh, for the, the story moment. The Friday yeah. Night Lights, Madden. Friday Night Lights, yeah. But first, a little housekeeping. I know we're always picking up new listeners. If you are a new listener to the show, welcome. This is, of course, our weekly video game talk show where we discuss everything big that's happening in the world of video games across all platforms. It's usually myself, Justin, and Sam, and then we like to rotate in other uh, IGM personalities like Jonathan this week. If you listen to the show every week, just a quick reminder that we have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash gamescoop. If you ever want to match our voices to our faces, even if you don't watch the show every week, if you went over there and hit the subscribe button, that would be a big help to us. And if you watch the show every week on YouTube, just a quick reminder that we also have an audio podcast. If you ever want to listen to the show while you're mowing the lawn, 
Showering. Doing the dishes, showering, sure, anything. If you're not while driving, because this show is too entertaining, you <laughs> yeah. might get in an accident. <laughs> the hilarity is going to be. I think it's a deep belly laugh. I think it's the leading cause of death in America now. Actually, it's listening, game listening to Game Scoop yes. while driving. Yeah, Scoop. So we, uh, very dangerous. We all had a giant scoop. celebration when, when we climbed from number two to number one. <laughs> <laughs> the balloons. <and> <laughs> All right. It's a morbid workplace. Let's dive into uh, this week's emails. The first one comes from Chris in Reno. Nice. And his, his big topic is, is the Nintendo Switch in early access? I've, I've only been to Reno once. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I saw it. Okay, well, there we go. Let's dig into Reno. Okay. Uh, Biggest little city on earth. Actually, this is a decade ago when my wife and I drove cross country. We moved mm -hmm. from Iowa to California and we drove. It was terrible. We did it in like two and a half days. Yeah, that's too and short. We, yeah. And we stopped in Reno and we were sitting at like some Denny's eating dinner. And like our entertainment right out the window was uh, just someone getting arrested in the parking lot across the street for like, like it started, it just escalated. I don't know if they were some high level person in a gang or what it was, but it was like one cop, then two cops, then like 10 cops. And I'm just sitting there like eating my salad, <laughs> watching more and more police show up. You got a salad from Denny's? Well, I don't think that's what you should not order. Doing right? No, but it was yeah. a pancake those, salad. It was like a, it was like one of those like buffalo ranch. Yeah. Just put a bunch of garbage on my salad salads. Anyway, Chris from Reno. So what, were, what was the question? <laughs> hey, Damon and the Scoopers. First off, I want to thank you guys for your weekly update on the gaming world. Your podcasts are looked forward to by many, myself included. Question. I own and am loving my Nintendo Switch, especially Zelda, but I'm still frustrated with how bare bones the OS and eShop are. It seems like Nintendo released a console far ahead of when it was truly ready for release, as we are all left waiting for many important promised features, virtual console, voice chat, online play. I know Microsoft and Sony are constantly updating their OS and adding features, but in my opinion, the Nintendo Switch is taking this to an extreme level. Did Nintendo release a console in early access? Do you think this trend will continue for future consoles? Yeah, that's kind of a, a funny way to put it. It's, yeah. it's especially jarring if you're a Nintendo, longtime Nintendo fan, because Nintendo at one point with the Wii, an uh, online connected system, refused to do game updates. Yeah. Like games came a hundred percent complete. And so when they started inching towards updates and, and DLC and stuff like that with the Wii U, that was kind of surprising. And then now it's like, okay, they released an entire console without features that they've told us are coming. That's just so un Nintendo. I think that's interesting. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's kind of like an early access. And I'm yeah. glad to have early access to it because I want to well, play yeah. Zelda on it. I know, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's completely fair. It's, it's also especially notable, or it's a bad look for the Switch, because the Wii and, uh, you know, really from the Wii on, Nintendo OSs have been kind of jam-packed with fun little things to noodle and play around with, like yeah. Street Pass on the 3DS, yeah. and there are just dozens, you know, Miiverse, uh, uh, just really, really dozens of apps and interesting things for you to pop into and check out, and it was really a fun OS. With a Nintendo feel. Yeah, with a yeah. Nintendo yeah. feel, and then the Switch sort of sucked all all that out, um, even besides the promise stuff like virtual console and online, um, you know, it's not a fun, it's a fun console to hold in your hands, but um, sometimes when I want to take a break from Zelda, I'm bummed that there's not, you know, a news channel or just something for me to pop into and play around. Remember when weather was a big deal on Wii? Yeah. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. They had the, uh, that polling thing where you yeah. voted with people. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Just like little things for you to find yeah. around Yeah, we all with. did it. Oh, yeah, I did. It. I checked it in all the time. 
But I, I think for me, at Pulling, least, yeah. I, I think someone probably would hear the phrase is the Switch in early access with a negative connotation. At least for me right now, it hasn't affected sure. my play with the Switch in any way. Uh, some of these features definitely are missing, but they feel sort of more like additions to a already complete package. Like, I'm playing the games I want to be playing. I can go online with Mario Kart. I have Zelda. Like, I have yeah. a bunch of indies to access very easily right now. Uh, so for me... I'm okay with some of these things coming later. Uh, it, it's not preventing me, say, from playing a game online. Yeah, uh, it is. It is strange that we aren't getting, you know, the paid online service until over a year, probably into the console's life cycle. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's interesting to see that approach. Um, we were paying. I, I thought you were. I thought, I, yeah, I thought you were ready to speak, <laughs> and I wanted to let you. <laughs> I was. I didn't <laughs> want to cut you off. Yeah. Um, I, I, the Switch, we should say, that it does an interesting thing where uh, it seems like these features aren't in the OS, but they actually are, and they're hidden a little mm -hmm. bit. Yes. You know, people were yeah. talking about the game menu being these big, chunky boxes, and when the system launched, like, what's going to happen when you have, like, 20 games on your Switch? Like, isn't this menu just going to be impossible? But it turns out when you hit a certain threshold, the menu changes. Mm. And it never tells you that. It doesn't, sh you know, it, it's hidden this happens, yeah. until yeah. you get enough games on your account and then the menu looks different. And they do the same thing. They said, why can't I see my playtime? Like, I really, really love being able to see my playtime on Nintendo consoles. The Switch doesn't have that feature. And it turns out that feature just turns on after you've played a game for, I think it's a week. Once you've had a game a week, Sounds about it, right. it starts telling you how long you played the game. And so... Um, Seems arbitrary, but... Well, I'm, I, it may not be a week. It may be over a certain amount of playtime, but it's not something that's there like day one, and yeah. then it's sort of the OS like unfurls itself in that way. Mm. So that's kind of neat. Did you guys know that they added in a color reverse mode with an update yes, recently? Yeah. Color so they added in black and white, huh. which is like again like that could be for uh, some kind of visual disability, something like that. But I didn't think reverse color had any applications for that, and it looks insane. It's like yeah. a psychedelic like yeah. reverse color. <laughs> It's is, just it, is it like a negative? Like yeah, like a negative. Yeah. You can do it on your iPhone. Color negative. I don't know why. Yeah, you can I, do that on your iPhone. Yeah, if you hit the home button three times. So there must oh, really? be That's some ma Scoop. maybe it's related <laughs> to some visual impairment or something like that to like kind of cross reference. But yeah, it, it looks insane when you turn it on. I love yeah. it. Wow. Uh, yeah. So that yeah. must be for That's like so legibility yeah. in some situations. And I mean, yeah. at least still with the Switch, if I have the sound all the way on and I take the Joy-Cons out and put them back in, I get the little snap. So that's really yeah, all I need. Still there. That is still very Vision. satisfying. Yeah. So uh, I never would take we my, never would take my Joy-Cons off? They haven't been I off do for the snap noise. Since well, <laughs> I did on the plane. I got really yeah. tired holding my Switch and so I took them off. Do you think we'd give the same? I, I know people are going to ask this in comments. Would we give this pass to like. Sony and Microsoft, if they released an OS, I mean that they promise stuff later for, and they do. I mean that is a thing that happens. If they released yeah. really cool hardware that has a killer app like Zelda, yeah, yeah sure, you get a pass. Yeah, right? I mean I think that is that's something that's happening with you. You have to have little things for people to browse around on. I really like on my PS4. I don't know, my Xbox One hasn't even been on in months, but my my PS4, I like that you can sort of browse around and see game clips of a game mm -hmm. when you're just going through the menu. Okay. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. the Switch is. is missing any sort of stuff to play around with when you're not playing the game. Yeah. And it is missing all the media apps. Yeah, which right. I yeah. think is a bigger Absolutely. deal than the online stuff and the Nintendo stuff and the little toys. Yeah, and it's they crazy. haven't announced something one way or the other of a definite yes or no for those. Why doesn't it have Netflix? Yeah. I know. Why? I know it's yeah, crazy. It's really crazy. To be able to use Netflix download on my Switch for flights would be fantastic. I would love that. Set that battery. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe that's why. Maybe it's a bad look. Maybe it's like when they're like, oh, we have a high-powered gaming console. It only has a three-hour battery life. You're like, okay. But then once it's used as like a Netflix device, it'll really – like then you'll be able to stack it one-to-one -one next to an iPad and be like, oh, man. Like 
that that could be it. And maybe they don't want to draw direct comparisons. Mm. Yeah, uh, phrasing it as uh, the switch in early access, like Sam says, is an interesting way to put it. But uh, as Jonathan points out, I don't think it's a negative. I think I'm, I'm glad we were able to get it and get into Zelda earlier than like waiting for Mario. Steam early access people yeah. play all those games more than a lot of other completely yeah. released games. Yeah, so for sure, it's a positive thing. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Peru. Oh, nice. This is Andres from Lima. So Peru. cool. He says, I recently discovered your show. I'm having a blast viewing every show while collecting Korok seeds. Ah, uh, nice. same. <laughs> I recently repaired my Super Nintendo after 20 years, and I'm dying to replay my collection of only three games. <laughs> Super Mario Kart, <laughs> Super Punch-Out, and Super Mario All-Stars. Oh, that's that's those a, are great. Yeah, that's, that's a great collection, <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, about, <laughs> I'm thinking about replacing the batteries inside the carts, like I did with my Game Boy yeah. Pokemon games, but I wonder if doing this will decrease their value. What do you think, Sam? So there's nothing sealing the game for the games you mentioned that uh, would decrease the value because like you're not going to break a seal or have anything anybody notice anything wrong. You do have to solder those batteries, so you have to take them out and they're like in a little. It's it's like it's like a watch battery mm-hmm. and it's in a little container that like holds it like a C clip, but it's all soldered in there. And so getting in there with heat and stuff is a little bit risky to the cart. And uh, you have to actually buy a new battery slip in there. And then once you do that, you solder that in, and you can put new batteries in at will. So it's a kind of a good upgrade. So value-wise, I would say upgraded. Yeah, increases value. Yeah. It's interesting that he's thinking about replacing the batteries in these games in particular. Is I was going to say, that's, punch what, out. that's no, like that's codes. I, I didn't know I that Punch-Out or, uh, or Mario Kart had battery saves. Art does because you unlock levels. Okay. okay. The original Mario Kart? I'm I mean, I believe that like I, possible. I won't commit <laughs> yeah. to this, but if he's looking forward to uh, doing that, I, I looked that up myself recently and have done it before. Another thing that you, uh, I'm really curious about is how did you fix your SNES? Please write. Yeah, I was curious about that too. Yeah, because yeah. that's really cool. And there are some basic like power supply operations and stuff you can do with them to fix them. But that thing's so sturdy too. I'm really, really happy to hear that. It's it also irrationally sad that uh, you know I have Super Metroid and these other games on a variety of platforms, but at some point, probably now ish, my Super Nintendo saves are just gonna go away. They're just, you know, the battery yeah. in the cart's gonna die. I'm not gonna have my 100% save in Super Metroid anymore. I've like never had a battery save issue with any of my games uh, ever. I like thought I they were expected. I may be making this up, but I I thought they were expected to last about 20 years, which is, you know, yeah. yeah. I've heard that yeah. same thing. Well, so I don't think it's been tested, or yeah, there's no. <laughs> they're just like, yeah, 20 years. Who knows? Screw up your game saves by turning it on an awful lot. So. Oh, really? Like it, yeah. there's some risks it, like, involved with the battery. Hmm. So if you replace the battery, it's just like a fresh battery, right? And they're like, you can yeah. your save is gone. Your right? save like, is gone too. Yeah. So okay. you have to take so that in mind. Is there any way to transfer your save mm. off of that old battery? You can to a new battery. The ROM from the cart. Uh, that's a really good question. That's really interesting. You yeah. can do it like physically. Yeah. But I don't know if anybody's done it. Uh, Super cool. I was reading recently a forum topic about uh, there's a huge amount, especially this year, an increase in pirated carts hitting like the secondary market. Oh, yeah. eBay, like N64 games, like no one's exactly sure where they're coming from or what happened, but like how it's a good business. Like (laughs) a game like Conker's Bad Fur Day for years was consistently like $80 on eBay. It's just a rare N64 Mm. cart. And now they're like $20 on eBay. And there's way, way more of them. And like pirated Super Nintendo and 64 carts and other platforms, um, they're everywhere. So it's now. the so contour of the, the ga- game as yeah. the print of the, the label. Mm-hmm. So and then just, inside, it's a newer 
uh, yeah. ROM of it. It's just, yeah, they're just like bootlegging it, right? They're, print, like, they're manufacturing cartridges for cheap and then yeah. grabbing the ROM off the internet. Someone and, somewhere, like there's some EEPROM printer yeah. some, like that spun up and now is just churning out counterfeit games. So if wow. you... And that um, happened with systems. Remember how the DS had counterfeits? Uh, Jeremy Parrish, when he was working one up in office here, got like this, like I think it was a lime green DS yeah. light. Yeah. And he's like, this is gorgeous. I can't believe this color existed. And it doesn't exist. It, it, was, it was a knockoff. <laughs> But it played the games. Uh, Andres from Peru also says, I also bought an NES Classic. I didn't have an NES growing up. So many games are new for me, and I find them very difficult. Oh, yeah. I suppose Mm, that Sam or the others could give some tips on how to get better at these old games. Well, I mean, one thing I would advise you to do is look up the cheats for them because that's what we did back in the day is that yeah. it allows you to play later levels and stuff like that. Look, first of all, on the NES, you had the Game Genie when that came out. Oh, you man. could play all the later stuff and learn those levels and then return. I, I always like that strategy. It was like, just learn the later stuff, uh, skip ahead. But there are codes for games like Metroid and stuff like that, which just make them more playable. Like you can turn on all of Samus's powers and just kind of explore and have fun. Like that's a good way to do it. It's crazy. Out, to I have think no tips for it. In, in 2017 <laughs> that the game genie, you totally just like opened a door of like a flood of memories. Where like that was a huge part of my youth. I Same. feel like I always played every game with the game genie and yet I'd kind of forgotten about it for a few for, years. For me, it was game shark. Yeah, well, yeah. What and in like a modern life into a game that you own, you played it all summer. Yeah. You're bored of it. You might have had, had like a three year old game. Then you just get game genie yeah. and game shark and, play with it. Well, and just like the the idea of a technology like something that literally like bolts, not literally, but figuratively bolts onto your system like and then you just stick the cart in it. Like it's insane. It like reprograms it. Yeah, yeah, and like reprogramming the game and like you're putting in these 20 game sharks flipping sometimes through the you book. take it out, like take out a disc and then put in a uh, another disc and then like Yeah, I think you could do that. I also used one for Game Boy. Uh, oh, nice. That yeah. one's really classic. I use that one for Pokemon a lot, yeah. Well, oh, then, wow. Yeah. Such a cheater. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd beaten it like three times. I need yeah. Well, then <laughs> when we moved into like the PlayStation era, weren't, didn't it come like on a memory card? The cheats came on a memory card that you could I buy? I think yeah. you could buy, yeah. yeah. in GameCube even, they had yeah. discs that you could buy that was just the game. It was like The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker, Game Shark Codes. Yeah. Yeah. It's so Isn't that weird. cool? It's it crazy. is crazy. But to this guy's point, uh, I think, yeah, look up. And we did a really cool, comprehensive, just really long page of all the most useful cheats for the games. So, like Bubble Bobble, you can skip to you know 100 levels in and like start playing those later. Yeah, levels there are codes like to that. do that. Yeah, and then what on the NES Classic is Contra on there, or is it just super super? Yeah, they're both Contra. on there. They're both on there. Okay. Well, so the Konami code works at least in the first game. Yeah, in the second game, there's a different code. It's like up, down, left, right, B, A, something. It's not up, up, down, down. Push it up. Weird. Yeah, it's different. It's different. Punch out is just a puzzle game. You just gotta learn the patterns of uh, uh, the fighters. But you can use codes to skip ahead and learn those fighter patterns. That's true. just my only yeah, tip. Yeah, that's true. Make yeah. sure you. Oh, I have another one. We can't talk about this all day. I know. <laughs> I I'm could. excited. Uh, you, if you have you know s- game settings on your TV, like uh, for games, what's that called? It's called game mode. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Usually, uh, make sure those are on because we're punch out. It's not yep. playable without it. And That's what I would say. It solves any latency issues. Okay. Yeah, you can't use a CRT because it's HDMI. Well, I mean, I know there's some overlap there, but you you have to like hook these up to something with no latency. It was okay. really that was exactly what I learned. I'd had I bought a new TV years ago and uh, used it. Like I played video games on it years, you know, but never had an issue until I tried to play 80s games. Oh no! And then I found this huge input lag. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm like, modern games are like so f- kind of fuzzy with their controls. Yeah. I'm like, how did I not notice these d- d- fairly lengthy, you know, many, many milliseconds of input lag until I was trying to play, uh, it was Super Mario World. Mm-hmm. 
and it was like you jump and then I was dying to like yeah. every enemy because the timing wasn't quite right. And uh, you'll run off an edge of a cliff. Yeah, you're about to, <laughs> you, you want to jump on the last <laughs> pixel and you just plummet. And I, it was mind blowing to me that I'd played you know modern games for years without noticing it. Yeah. Until I needed to play something. That more means precise. you got really good at first person shooters with lag. Doesn't that blow your mind? Yeah. That means that like every time you're aiming, you're like swinging just a little bit past a headshot and shooting it. Yeah. All right. Now let's travel from Peru to merry old England. This is Shane Joshua. And he says, I've been a longtime fan of IGN and listening to GameScoop for the last six months. And I love it. I often listen on my way to work. I'm a British Bobby. I don't know what that is. Is it cop? Really? I think so. Yeah. All right. He says, the question I have is around sports licenses. Prior to licenses in the UK, we had at least 10 titles to choose from, such as Kickoff, Striker, Imlin Hughes Soccer, and the legendary Sensible Soccer. One of those is not real. (laughs) Figure out which (laughs) one. That's today's 20 questions. Interesting that they would name their own soccer games soccer also. Uh, He says, these all range from pure arcade madness to subtle simulation. Since 2001, I've been a big Pez fan, and... Uh, This was a game in the PS2 era that was superior to FIFA. Unfortunately, it lacks the licenses for the German Bundesliga, I think that sounds right, and English Premier League. Luckily, there is a decent edit mode on the PS4, which allows you to update uniforms and rosters, but the Xbox One won't allow you to upload images. Many footy, read soccer fans, avoid this game because of the lack of licenses. EA has made it next to impossible for Konami to obtain these licenses. They pulled a similar stunt with the NFL, gaining exclusive rights, forcing the better game at the time, NFL 2K, to die a slow death. We have seen where there is a level playing field, such as the NBA license, EA has struggled. The NBA literally allows anyone to use the license, providing it is of value to them. If a developer wants to do NFL Playground-style game, that wouldn't even dent Madden sales because they can't they can't because EA has the license on lockdown. But where licenses are shared, games are forced to be on top form each year and not just give minimal overhauls or updated rosters. This is great for consumers, great for IPs such as the NBA. So my question is, why don't more IPs such as the Premier League, Bundesliga, or the NFL share their licenses so we can have more gaming options? The simple answer. Jonathan? Jonathan? <laughs> I mean, I, it's a business decision on the part of those companies, and obviously, the NFL Madden is still well respected. It's the, it doesn't hurt the NFL's image in any way, and so obviously, they made this long term deal with EA. Uh, I don't see a reason for them to want to shake up that deal and possibly bring in the opportunity that someone might make a bad licensed NFL game at this point when they know Madden is a sure thing. I can see a company wanting to make that decision. But it's obviously a decision each specific league has made. Obviously, the NBA is more open to it. Uh, NFL, not so much. Um, Yeah. In terms of specific sort of uh, territorial soccer teams, I'm not sure. Again, I would assume that's just case-by-case basis. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's money. Yeah, the simple answer is that EA backed up a a truckload of money to the NFL, and they said, all right. The current licensing deal makes financial sense to the NFL. I, like the NFL, I think, is less worried about uh, boosting the creative uh, juices of the gaming industry. That's not their primary concern with yeah. Madden. Yeah. They want it to make money, and the NFL is such a massive industry in America. If they're making the money, they're not going to complain. Yeah. So, uh, the exact figure that EA pays the NFL for the exclusive license isn't public. However, uh, people that follow sports and games estimate it's the NFL's second most lucrative licensing deal after TV. Incredible. Which would make it upwards of $50 million a year that EA pays the NFL. 
So that's a lot of money. It's come so, a long way since Tech Mobile. It's true. <laughs> so let's say another company wants to make an officially licensed NFL game. Before they even put any money into development, they need to come to the NFL and offer them more than fifty million dollars for to break to the, break the, the, the tie deal for some reason. Break the contract or wait, wait for the contract until to the go contract's up. over and say then we'll come to you. But then that's also on the part of a game company. If another major publisher was like okay, we haven't been making Madden uh, NFL games in years. Let's yeah. try doing that all of a sudden. Exactly. That's a huge expense for the gaming company also. Yeah. So I can see from their point of view, it's gonna take not them, wanting to do that at this it's point. It's going to take them yeah. two to three years to make the game. Yeah. Uh, they've got to pay all of their developers to I mean, make Madden it. Madden's front money is so they have insurmountable. To, they have it's to unproven start, for then, them. Yeah, and yeah. then they have to start scanning thousands of players' faces, yeah. recreating the stadiums, and like they have to start from scratch, whereas EA has got their... I mean, the whole Madden football year. machine yeah. you know, builds on its game design and its code, although it did move to Frostbite finally. But uh, you know, the machine of uh, a whole apparatus for getting the stats for each player, yeah, um, you exactly. know, the stadiums, the commentary, like... The idea of making, even if you have problems with Madden from a game design standpoint, which is valid, like how could a company even try to make a yeah, superior product? It seems almost insurmountable. So what you could do is make an amazing football game that's yes. so good yeah. that the license yeah. is like diminished exactly. by it not being associated with exactly. this great game. Yeah, but so would, that that used to be more possible in the 16-bit yes. era, yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, and it's also I, hard. It's not, it's not easy. They anymore. got away with it by doing cities. They would do like Houston versus yes. Atlanta, but yeah. now that you would use all generic players, mm-hmm. well, it's more difficult too. Be because weird. Madden is part of the NFL advertising cycle. It is yeah. built into that yearly cycle, so they wouldn't want to have to. Uh, sort of split their attention to two games. It does make me wonder if Madden's the only game in town, which you know it is. Yeah. Um. Uh. It, it, you know, and they've they've become they've gotten themselves into such a dominant position for all the reasons we just outlined. What if when the contract's up, they're like, we don't want to give you fifty million a year. Anymore. We yeah. want to give you thirty million a year. You know, like, yeah. like what w- in what like the NFL can decline. Yeah. But then I don't know like, who's going <laughs> to open the what case. that opens the well, door to. I don't think they'll I really don't think they'll ever be a traditional like Madden competitor, but it opens the door for like an NFL blitz or like some silliness, like for some other people to come in with. A, what was the NBA game that was like NBA street Jam recently? Oh, playgrounds. Yeah. Like, uh, well, yeah, as the email, like an NBA playgrounds version of the NFL. Like, yeah. I really think it's a shame that we don't have anyone else putting a little bit different spin on the game yeah. of football. Yeah. Even the backyard games mm-hmm. uh, back in the day for backyard football, baseball, they use licenses and official names of uh, players. Yeah. But yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I don't know if I'd, uh, I, I, I'm not. I no, was not a business major, <laughs> but like, uh, let's just say EA pays the NFL sixty million dollars a year. I wonder, like, does it make financial sense for the NFL to say, "Look, EA, we're gonna we're gonna cut your cost to forty million, but you're non-exclusive anymore." Yeah, exactly. So then they can also say that. it's forty million from Activision, also, yeah, and now they're making eighty million dollars yeah. a year. Yeah, that seems yeah. like that would be a financial situation that could work out if the other favor. companies are willing to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play play ball. So to speak. Yeah, I think. Oh, because it's it's a football. Yep. Uh, yep. Yes. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you, you're picking up what I'm putting down. Yeah. It's uh, he touched on it. It's especially tricky in the game of soccer, just because every different country has its own Premier League. You know, mm. like one game has a Premier League, which is you know the the world premier soccer league. Um, but if you're an American and you really care about Major League Soccer, for example, like maybe one game only has Premier League and one game has Major League Soccer. Um, mm-hmm. If you're interested in the simulation aspects of it and training players and stuff like that, then you probably want to have a, a soccer game that has the German League and the Italian League, you know, and the other top leagues. It's so fractured and global, and each company signs its own agreement. That yeah. It, it, in soccer in particular, yeah, it's, gotta be it's, tough. it's very tricky. Uh, but speaking of t- soccer, uh, I 
looked at Pez at E3 because we had it on the live show. And even though I don't play soccer games, I thought it was really cool that what the the uh, the detail that they go to that they strive for. They, uh, you know, a crowd in South America is going to behave totally differently than a crowd in Germany yeah. or yeah. England. And, and they actually like build that into the game. So like the crowds have their own chants and are, you know, waving their own like, you know, paraphernalia and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, we, cool. I mean, soccer, soccer games like football games, um, you know, they've been building on them for years. So they kind of run out of, I remember their big feature one year was they got like the real coaches for each mm. team. <laughs> like now we actually have these, you know, 20 Premier League coaches. That might've been last year or two years ago. Mm -hmm. And they do like their, they gesture the way that the coaches do in real life. And it's like, that's on the one hand, that's super cool. But on the other hand, you're like pretty far removed from like soccer on the field at that point. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, there's a way for FIFA Madden all those games to be modular in the way that this is FIFA from now on, and we just do yearly updates to the game. Mm -hmm. uh, but that also completely changes their business model. It's almost time for me to buy another. I buy one soccer game every console generation. It's about that time. Yeah, I think it's about you that do time. FIFA. I don't know. FIFA or Pez. What about Mario Super Strikers? Did you play that? Ooh, man, oh, that game was so good. Was Sega <laughs> yeah. Soccer Slam. Yep. Mm. I'll play FIFA with you. All right. Ace to play. All right. This is Big Tommy style. Oh, I don't like Ooh. that. From London. And, uh, that was great. He says, <laughs> during Game of the Year Watch last week, Marty mentioned some great indies from the first half of 2016. Notably Oxenfree, The Witness, and Firewatch, which were some of my favorite games of last year, mm -hmm. along with the criminally underrated Pony Island. Yeah, I love Pony Island. However, 2017 has also been a fantastic year for indies with titles such as Hollow Knight, Night in the Woods, Little Nightmares, Edith Finch, Sexy Brutal, and Next Machina. I feel many of these did not get as fair a share of the news cycle as their 2016 forebears. Do you think the higher number of quality, higher quality AAA releases in the first half of 2017 has overshadowed these? Mm. To an extent. I mean, yeah. it's been a packed first half of the year. Yeah. And especially Zelda and Horizon releasing in a week of each other. Yeah. Sucked so much of the air out of everything. I think that's a really good point. Window. I mean, last year, The Witness, I believe, came out in January. Yeah. And yeah. it kind of had that month to itself of just everyone on every podcast ranting and raving about it. And yeah. this year... It's Before that, Broken Age was the January yeah. game. And Oxenfree and Firewatch were both early as well. And so this year, you know, sort of the first half of the year, Indies did maybe get hosed a little bit. Yeah, I think yeah. So. I mean, I reviewed the Sexy Brutal and I loved it. And mm. it's sort of the thing I've told everyone I talk to, like, "Hey, play this game. It's five or six hours of your time." But it's also just it completely passed everyone by because it came out within a couple weeks of those games. So it's not just coverage, you know, like yeah. the time that we have to talk about it on Game Scoop or other IGN shows, but also just people's game time. Like yeah. last year, I played through Oxenfree and I played through some things that uh, you know maybe I wouldn't. But this year, like, I haven't gotten a Night in the Woods yet because I put sixty hours into Zelda, you yeah. know, and uh, you know everyone's playing Resident Evil and Horizon. And, uh, yeah, exactly. Persona, like, yeah. It, it sort of squeezes out the yeah. game time that you have. To play. Yeah, I've been playing so much of those games you just mentioned. The only game, the only indie here that I have played is Next Machina, which is great. Yeah, uh, so I still do really want to check out at least you know Little Nightmares, Night in the Woods. Hollow Knight seems cool, but I think it's only on PC right now. Okay, I yeah. actually did play Hollow Knight, and yeah. even as a big Super Metroid fan, you know, I thought it'd be right up my alley. Um, and I it was a little slow for really? me. Really interesting. Um, but I know that that's a minority opinion and that reviews on IGN and everywhere else were very positive. Yeah. Sexy Brutal is only on PC? Uh, no, it's on PS4 and Xbox One also, I believe. Okay. Uh, it's totally worth playing. It's about five or six hours. Uh, that's cool. worth it. Yeah. What type of game is it? Uh, it's sort of a mystery uh, puzzle game. Uh, Size description. Good luck. It's, it's a little weird. Is it's, there it's action? Or top or down. Like no, it, it's more you're exploring the environment and trying to figure out certain clues to solve murders. 
uh, but it's got a very cool aesthetic. Uh, the soundtrack's amazing. And you're basically in this mansion where time loops. It's basically Groundhog Day, where wow. you have to solve murders yeah. uh, and prevent all of them within the single spin. I like that kind of thing, like juggling yeah. like Majora's Mask style. Yeah. I will have to find some time to check out these games. Uh, this is Justin Lane in Cookville, Tennessee. He says, hello, Scoopers. Longtime fan of the YouTube show. So my question is, with the recent release of the brief animated Castlevania series on Netflix, do you think this is a test run for Konami to prove that there's still an interest in the franchise? Symphony of the Night is one of my favorite games of all time, so naturally, I'd love to see a return to the gorgeous side-scrolling masterpiece, similar to the original PS1 game. Pretty interesting. So, I guess I never uh, really gave any thought to where, maybe Jonathan, you know, sure. where this show came from. Like, I remember it was announced and we said to get Castlevania. Yeah, certainly a surprise. Yeah. So, when the announcement happened, too, it was this weird thing of we didn't know if it was official at first. Like, uh, Adi Shankar, the producer, had announced it, but we didn't know if Konami oh, okay there was it or no was Konami press no, release. Konami didn't like say that. a thing and we, uh, <laughs> they didn't really give official comment on it. It is, weird. of course, officially licensed and a legitimate thing. And it's, yeah. it's a pretty, uh, but they didn't well coordinate that announcement, which is unusual. Yeah, it, it was very much done by uh, Frederator Studios, the animation studio that did it, uh, Addie Shankar, the producer, and then uh, Warren Ellis wrote it. Uh, and so it was more, not it wasn't a Konami project. And so I don't know mm. if it's really a thing of Konami testing the waters of interest. I think it was someone came with them with a great pitch. They had this done. And they were like, okay. Like let's I, their licensing yeah. department was all that touched it. Yeah, yeah. I, there's no indication that this was a hey. If this does well, we'll start making more Castlevania games, especially because it's made uh, based on Castlevania Three. Yeah, uh, and also pulls in a little Dracula's bit. Dracula's Curse. Yes, mm -hmm. and also pulls in from some other games, but that might be a spoiler if I say which ones. Okay. So yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, I think it's more of a test for Netflix, or maybe not even a test, but they just know like they're spending more and more money to produce original anime. Or at least, you know, pay, like, fun, be the producer of someone else's anime that they make. Yeah. They have multiple shows of their own now with more on the way. It's a growing category for them. And so um, I think they wanted to – this was appealing to them for that reason. Yeah. yeah. An original uh, creation but still a licensed product that people know yeah. uh, specifically for them. And they uh, they renewed it on the day it came out for season mm -hmm. two with double the episode order. Uh, oh. So yeah, so it's but it was four to eight episodes instead. And you've watched <laughs> the whole run already. Watched all four. Uh, it's maybe a hundred minutes. It's yeah, it was, it's essentially the four episodes are basically a movie. Yeah, uh, Addie Is Shankar. Is Grant Dynasty in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was like totally ready to go on a different path and you threw me off uh, Adi Shankar the producer sort of talked about how originally they were pitching this as a movie way back in the day sort of like a lower budget live action underworld-esque budget movie and he was like I couldn't Glad do that because he that. loves it and he's like I didn't want to do it that way and so they did it they had the potential to do it now in this format and it works pretty well uh, I think some of the plot decisions I don't love with, uh, I like that they, the first episode without spoiling too much is spent entirely on Dracula and building him up as a character that. that you should, why well, you should care about him, but then he essentially disappears for the rest of the show, mm. uh, which is a little bit of a bummer. Because he turns into a bat? Yeah, he just flies <laughs> he away. Just flies the away. Night. <laughs> There's just or a small the bat. Or is the show in, in a mirror? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> Man, <laughs> it's just all you are on fire today, Sam. I like good goof. It's Dracula joke. He like fire joke. since he wasn't on the show last week, he's got some everything pent up. You guys on the show without yeah. me? Yeah, we actually did. We talked about. It. <laughs> uh, but I, I really enjoyed it, and I'm super excited for more. The season as a whole feels like a prelude to the actual show. Uh, like which which kind of bummed me out because I got to the end I'm like all right I'm ready for Castlevania yeah. and this was more setting up who the main characters are because it pulls in Trevor uh, pulls in Alucard pulls in uh, 
Grant Dynasty. Grant well, Dynasty. We're getting, season, Sifa. Sifa. we're getting a season yeah. two then. You know, at the end of this, yes. maybe we'll have like a really interesting, cool body of work. Yeah, and, and that was the good thing. It did leave me excited for more. Uh, and it certainly the action is really well done. It, everything is very ballet-like in the way they're fighting. A lot of sword fights and things. But it's much less so... Uh, the monsters you'd expect from Castlevania are not. We call uh, me with my daughter. We talk about vampires more than you might think. Cool. <laughs> it comes up a lot. Uh, <laughs> I think because we look at the Where's Waldo books and there's like a few spooky yeah, pages there's with the vampires. Mansions. I love those. And uh, and but we call everyone always jokes that they're gonna mess with their kid and like always call blue red and then like our kid's <laughs> gonna get to kindergarten and then be weird. <laughs> Obviously, no one does that in real life. I hope. But the one thing I do do is we call all vampires Draculas. And she, I say, look at all those Draculas over there. Look at those Draculas. Those Draculas are bowling in the corner of this page. It's like the misnomer with Frankenstein, right? Yeah. yeah. Build on yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. But it is also uh, the producer of the Castlevania show. He's also producing an animated Assassin's Creed show, Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was just announced. He revealed that uh, last week. Yeah. Well, they haven't said where it is. We, we, well, and maybe. it we'll could see. be, but obviously that is a different production company. We'll probably be handling that. But uh, yeah, this shows the potential, I think, for animated adaptations of games in a way that we haven't seen before. Is Castlevania the best adaptation of a video game ever? It might be one of... It's a really low bar. The bar's pretty low. The bar's low, but I think it is definitely up there, if not. I mean, you gave it, what, an 8.1? I didn't review it. Uh, We IGN did give it an 8.1. I would definitely say, probably for me personally, high 7s, low 8, like that, yeah. Jonathan score. Yeah, the Jonathan rubric. (laughs) Just Uh, Gilmore Girls at the top, and then (laughs) The Jonathan rubric is the name of your podcast. Yeah. No one listens. <laughs> My parents actually did do a goof on me when I was in like third grade. We were supposed to bring in an infant photo of ourselves. Aww. And they gave me a picture of my sister wearing a dress and told me when I was first born they thought I was a girl. <laughs> and I took it into school. And you I, told that story? I told that story to my teacher. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, my parents played a, a mean goof on me. That's yeah. really mean. I like, <laughs> I like it. Uh, but as for Konami testing the waters to uh, gauge interest in Castlevania, I don't know. The modern the modern day Konami does not seem interested in making video games at all. Yeah, but slot machines though. Yes. Oh man. Yeah, maybe they're gauging interest in a in a Castlevania, Castlevania pachinko, pachinko yeah. machine. Yeah, I think it's more Hollywood testing the waters. But you know, you do like uh, a Symphony of the Night. Hopefully, Justin Lane in Cookville, Tennessee, you are aware of Bloodstained. Which yes. is forthcoming uh, from the ego game. One of the, I guess the pr- the main producer on Symphony of the Night. Yeah. Do uh, you think anybody's talked to him about? Oh, we we should we should get in touch. That's with actually him yeah about the uh, next uh, show. Don't air what? this part of it. Let's discuss this off. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, no, I'm joking. Yeah, that's actually cool. Yeah. Sticking with uh, the whole. We're buddies, just so you know. Okay. Damon and I met Ega. Yep. Took pictures with him. Mm. Uh, we wh- we whipped with him. He had a cowboy hat. <laughs> we can we dab with him it. now. Uh, yeah. Sticking with the whole video game adaptation or not subject. Or we could. Dan in Milwaukee, Wisconsin says, after watching the Castlevania Netflix series, I was really happy with the way it turned out. Even with some criticisms about the series' length, occasional animation issues, and a somewhat rushed time with Dracula, I found it to be very enjoyable. Hit a lot of the right notes for what I'm looking for in a Castlevania adaptation. IGN gave it an 8.1, which is higher than Resident Evil Final Chapters 3.5, <laughs> and <laughs> Assassin's Creed's yeah. 6.5. That, che- that checks out, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, it is higher. Given the generally poor performance of video game films, is it smarter to focus on the small screen? TV has a lot of advantages over films, and we seem to be in a golden age of television. Should video game films be shelved in favor of working within the framework of a series? And what video game series would you like to see take a chance on the small screen? 
I think all screens should be shelved in favor of video games. <laughs> we should get yeah. a Castlevania game. No, I mean, we already I mean, touched on this a little bit. I think it avoids a lot of the pitfalls of, uh, you know, I mean, video games are voice acted anyway. And anytime you have to cast a live action, like, who is going to be your actor that's going to play Alucard? Like, it's just awkward, right? Like, you're setting yourself up for, like, people to sort of criticize your your adaptation at that point. And if you do something animated... Well, I know he didn't specifically say animated, but I do think yeah. that's pretty a smart route to go. Like, oh, yeah. I'm trying to think, like, there's almost no limit to the number of franchises that I wouldn't watch an animated show of. I'd absolutely watch an animated Mass Effect. You know, I'd watch an animated yeah. almost anything, you know, yeah. Mega Man, if it was skewing towards a younger audience. Well, and I think the movie versus TV argument, there's some too, make, is, There's some Mega Man cartoons you can check out. Yeah, I was going to say, they're but I mean, they're brutal. Also. They're oh, doing a new series, else? yeah. Uh, they announced it, I think, last is it year. X-based? Uh, no, I, fr- I think it's original Mega Man. Well, he's yeah, also so. part of Captain and the Game Master. He's he says so, he says Mega in front of everything. So Simon Belmont. Mega cool. Yeah, Simon <laughs> Belmont also appeared as part of that. He's very vain. Yeah, it's I, like Castlevania. Yeah. It's that I think that's the joke they were getting at. Okay, but it wasn't explicit, and he just came off as very pompous and strange. Yeah. Everything's pretty assume. on the nose. Like Mega says, Mega Man says Mega. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Icarus uh, adds fake Latin. Uh, suffixes to everything, so he's just like, cool, let's do the Maximus. Yeah. Ma- really Mother funny. Brain sounds like an old woman who's been smoking her whole life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit like, uh, well, go ahead, Jonathan. We're just, we can just, no, we can just keep doing all day. Yeah. It's a show that we watched when we were kids. Yeah. Oh, I know of it. <laughs> I know of it. Oh, yeah. It's kind of obscure now. I think I know of it via old GameScoop episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. Uh, but so, yeah, You're I welcome. Think <laughs> <laughs> the movie t- versus TV discussion, I think TV lends itself more just because games usually are adapting a thing that could be 10 to 50 hours. And yeah. so, it, especially with expansive casts and everything, it allows you to not have to shoehorn in a dozen different characters into a two hour movie that may not work. Uh, but obviously, I lo- like, I'm still excited despite some of the past failures for the new Tomb Raider movie. Uh, like with given the right talent, I think you can still do a good movie. But I think TV is definitely where I'd prefer to see these adaptations happen. Yeah, I think for me, I'm happy that the Castlevania series uh, sounds like it's turned out well. But there's nothing like, like I'm happy to keep my video games video games. Sure, there's nothing that I'm like I really need this game to be turned into something I can just watch. Yeah, that's not really. Nothing. And I think the be- I obviously the best game stories make you feel part of it because you have to play it. Yeah. And removing that step kind of removes part of the point of the stories. Yes, agreed. One more email. One more email this week from Aaron Kurtz. And he says, Hello. Recently, there's been an absurd amount of content that I want to consume, both games and TV. As I've started having less time in college, I've had a tendency to try to double things up and play some games while I watch TV. If playing something more simple like Hearthstone, I'll frequently watch sports or something similar in the background. Certain intense shows like Game of Thrones are obviously off limits. I'll also listen to your podcast while playing some slower parts of Zelda. Sometimes I feel like I'm not getting the maximum enjoyment out of each activity, but sometimes I feel like I got more done than I would have usually. (laughs) Do any of you do this sort of thing? And if so, what's been your experience with it? Youngest first. Uh, I do it with podcasts especially, uh, but I tend to stick with more arcade based games when I'm doing that. Like I will, I've been playing a ton of Next Machina, yeah. but I, I'm down in the rhythm of that game enough that I can listen to an episode of Nerdist or an IGN podcast. Isn't it and funny when you miss five minutes when that's happening? Though? Yeah. You're like, but, whoa, I just got really engrossed in this game. Yeah, it, it can kind of get crazy, and I love that, but that, that's how I tend to do it. I've never really done game and TV show because just for me, I'm so invested usually in the TV shows I'm watching. Like I'm picking those shows to be invested in them. And so I tend to keep those separate. Uh, but I do know people who do. It's like playing Overwatch with a, I'll stream whatever the new Netflix show is on the side. 
Um, yeah, no, I'm not about that. I can't. <laughs> I, uh, I do hard, see. Oh, okay. an exception <clears throat> just because yeah. that game is so slow, and I feel like every opponent I'm against wants to just rope every single one of their turns and just take effing forever. <laughs> um, uh, it's a, it's a slow-paced game, and yeah. so uh, I'm on my computer when I play Hearthstone. I don't play it on my tablet or anything, and so I'm usually just tabbing over, and mm -hmm. you know, while my enemy is taking their turn and reading, you know, Reddit or a message board or IGN, um, and then when it's my turn, I'll tab back over. But um, I don't like to mix. I'm I'm like Jonathan. I like to focus solely on whatever it is that I'm focused on, and yeah, don't like to listen to anything or anything. Of that yeah, nature. for the most part, I'm the same. Uh, I do make an exception for Hearthstone and shows like The Bachelorette. Sure, if you were watching yeah. last night. Uh, I'll totally play Hearthstone. I don't. That doesn't a require my show, yeah. my every, my utmost attention. I have that same vice with uh, unfortunately Big Brother. Yeah. Uh, which I watch every summer, three mm. nights a week, uh, and it is very easy <laughs> on to three times a week. It is on three. Well, it's on three times a week, and then there are twenty four seven live streams you can subscribe to Ouch. if you want to. I don't. What are those? Uh, well, so the whole show is house, people yeah. living in a house for the whole summer uh, that they're. Uh, well, the twenty four hours is not twenty four hours of their lives. Yeah, you're That's watching like, them in real time live in their houses, and people you can sign up for it, and people do live blogs of it. It gets really intense in the Big Brother world. Look That's forward to my new Big hilarious. Brother show on the Jonathan Rupert. Uh But yeah. Yeah, that is the one exception where I will play a deeper game yeah. because that. But I would never do that with any like any like drama. And, yes. But I do see yeah. even people here in the IGN office will be like watching Better Call Saul in a second window while they're editing a video. Oh, and it just breaks my heart. Yeah. Like that's one of the best stories of, of our time. Right well, especially now. shows like, that's that not the way to watch that. They pay so much attention to their aesthetics. Yeah. Like especially Better Call Saul is they focus on the visuals and yeah. to not to ignore that exactly. defeats half yeah. the purpose. That's a really good point. I, I just remember I used to listen to music of my own and yeah. play video games all the time. Mm -hmm. And I haven't done that in a decade now because games got so audio focused yeah. mm -hmm. and everything has dialogue and the dialogue is sometimes good. Uh, usually not. Uh, but uh, I really, mm -hmm. really focus on games entirely. Yeah. Even something like Zelda that doesn't have music all the time, the audio is still so good. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's just, there's just like little like, like piano grace notes happening here and there that I really enjoy. Yeah. And I think now that you mentioned it, I could totally podcast in Korok Seed. Yeah, that. yeah, something yeah. like that. When I think you're grinding away at something, I definitely totally understand that need. I, I think something like if you were playing Journey and you decide to listen to a podcast, that would defeat half the purpose, because especially games yeah. with great scores these days. Yeah. Uh, I love to listen to even Assassin's Creed Syndicate. It was made by the same composer's Journey, Austin Wintory, and it's a beautiful score. And even if I played a dozen Assassin's Creed, I listened to that game because it sounds sure. beautiful. You uh, One tip, I actually don't recommend it, but a lot of people do recommend listening to podcasts slightly sped up. Yeah. 1.25 or yeah. one and a half. Uh, I've times. done it by accident before. <laughs> and, you know, their argument is, you know, podcasts an hour long. Like, I have a limited amount of time. If I can get through an hour long podcast in 40 minutes, like, I get those 20 minutes back. But I think it messes with the tone of, like, sometimes a really, really long pause in an interview means something. Yeah, exactly. So, um, mm -hmm. It is an option, and, and it's so popular that pretty much any way that you're listening to a podcast probably has that function built in mm. to speed it up, including, like, the default iPhone podcast yeah. app. But, uh, I don't do it, but it's an option that's there if you're just looking for easy ways to get some time back. Yeah, that's true. It also, I found out, messes with any music you put on the show. It makes it sound different than <laughs> perhaps <laughs> really? was intended. <laughs> and that brings us to Video Game 20 Questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Trevor Selby, although we don't know where he, he's from an undisclosed location. Ooh. Location. All right. So Let the questioning begin. Does this game take place on Earth? I don't know. <laughs> Good idea. You're spending a. That's not a. That don't, I don't know. Well, why okay. are you? That shouldn't count. Okay. Uh, all right. All I right. feel like if you don't know. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. 
I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Robotron? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's on Earth. Um, yeah, is this a, uh, a game uh, that uh, came out after 2000? No. Okay. Uh, did this game come out after 1990? Yes. Okay. 90s. Okay, is this a 16-bit era game? Yes. Cool. Is it a console exclusive? No. It's on Jenny Jens, SNES NES, <laughs> all of the above. Turbografx. <laughs> Is there a multiplayer in it? No. Uh, Sounds like flashback. <laughs> <laughs> that one? Yeah, we got there. Do you know that was last week's? Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you not know that? No. I thought you were making a joke. <laughs> no. That was last week's. That's, that's amazing. That's an obscure game. Yeah. They yeah. got it. That would have been wow. weird. Wow, uh, that's a really strange coincidence. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely didn't know anything about it. That's Wait, insane. And I, but how do you yeah, get it? All you know is that it's a 16-bit <laughs> game without... With no that, multi- single multiplayer. Without, no, yeah, single-player yeah. 16-bit game. Oh, sounds like Flash. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's a game I rented for both systems. Um, hmm. Oh, well, that's... Yeah, that's why you have memories that playing sense. both yeah. places. Um, is it a li- based on a license? No. Ooh, okay. That's really good. Is it a platformer? Uh Yeah. Okay. Uh, Skipping over Jonathan. Here. That's fine. Uh, it's a little out of my wheelhouse. Uh, does your character have a gun? Yes. Okay. Ooh, that's good. Uh, is your character an invertebrate? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's an earthworm gym. That was good. Yeah. yeah, I was with you. Um, okay. Was this game was this game developed in Japan? No. Oh. That's ten. Okay. Cool. I really like the Japan US. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Um, it's kind of a platformer. It's Wait, so it, kind of a platformer, multi-platform, sixteen-bit game where you have a gun, no uh, multiplayer, and no multiplayer. So, what were those? Uh, Not a license is kind of weird, but there's yeah. a lot of yeah. mascot platformers, just like Bubsy and everything. Um, the gun things kind of tripping me up. Oh yeah, the gun. This game from Gem World would have been easy. This game yeah. come to arcades? Or is it like you could, you could play it in arcades? No. That eliminates any of the like Sunset Riders and stuff like that. Is that Sunset Riders is console only? I think even okay. though it's treasure, okay. I don't know. Maybe um, it's just on. Well, I was thinking like I don't know. I know Bad not Dudes platformer. is a melee game, but it's not like a Bad Dudes arcade thing that like came home. And he said it was a platformer, basically. So yeah. Be Battletoads, Double Dragon. I forgot about. Uh, the, kind I, of I forgot about the platform thing. The arcade questions. Um. Did this game have any sequels? No. Not, and it's not kind of obscure. It's not like Although I was wrong about that question last week. Apparently Flashback <laughs> did have a sequel. Okay. But this game does not have a sequel that I'm aware of. Okay. Um. All right. Uh, are you an animal in this game? Yeah. No. Well, wait. Is man an animal? <laughs> <laughs> man animal. Greatest game Related question. I, I was asking that. <laughs> Related, don't. This isn't a twenty questions question. Are you would you consider man an animal? I mean, technically, but in the spirit of this game, this game I was not man. counting. All right, as okay. An animal. All right. <laughs> so you're a man with a gun, <laughs> assumedly, or yeah. a woman. It's a platformer. It's not a license. Multi-platform. Yeah. Uh, Rystar is a star, though. He's not an animal. <laughs> I think that's just on Genesis. <laughs> um. Do you American uh, company? Is there any or, sort of vehicular play involved in this game, or you do you want? Maybe? I don't. I don't think so. 
Um, what about like Pitfall the Mayan Adventure? I mean, that was a Nintendo game, obviously, you know, Atari, but then they made more. There was no sequels, though. Okay. Um, that's what Jonathan asked. Well, th- yeah, there wasn't any sequels to Pitfall the Mayan Adventure in that context. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it fits the criteria. But Pitfall's yeah. not a 90s game. I mean, the Mayan Adventure, I understand what you're saying, but I don't know. I, I consider that part of Pitfall. Uh, if it's uh, not a. Ge- oh, sorry, if you had a. Does question. this take. Uh, oh, you didn't know if it takes place on Earth, too. So that's kind of oh. a weird thing. So, yeah. yeah, Pitfall is definitely on Earth. Um, because it's the Mayan adventure, and the Mayans <laughs> are from Earth. I was going to say, getting that from I would hope, name. yes. But it's, some, it's going to be something like that. Plus, that's a, I guess that's a license. No, no, it's just it's Space no, Mayans. Just, yeah. uh, uh, old EA Activision sort of platformers. It doesn't yeah, we, have to be. we could narrow it down to the company, but that gets a little bit difficult. Yeah, I was gonna I'm just trying to orient too. myself around what kind of games do I need to be picturing. The only thing I can picture is Chuck Rock, but obviously you don't <laughs> use a gun in Chuck Rock. There's <laughs> Joe and Matt Caveman Ninja. I don't want to go down a caveman game. <laughs> Rabbit hole. Um, is uh, is this a sci-fi game? It's mm. <sighs> really tough. Ooh. If it is, it's soft sci-fi. Did the bonk zonk type games come to multiple systems? No, they were TurboGrafx only. I mean, years mm-hmm. later. Why am I stuck in cavemen now? Yeah, because I said Chuck Rock, which I think was a Genesis. I'm trying to think of any way to narrow this down anymore because we have a lot of information. Yeah. We're at 15 questions. Five questions left. I think you're right about Sunset Riders. That's like a good path for us to be on. That's Capcom? Treasure? That was Treasure. I don't know. So that doesn't... It's Japanese. But I I know what you're saying. Like, like, but if it's light sci-fi, then it can't be like some weird Western game. Ah, this I like a cool. like a Mega Man knockoff, a Western Mega Man knockoff. Yeah, I mean it could. Yeah, and it's not Mega Man, right? Right. Um, I wish it was Earthworm Jim. That would make this all so easy. Yeah. <laughs> How about Earthworm Jim is definitely sci-fi. Yeah, because there's yeah. spaceships and stuff in it. Yeah. Um, should we? Does it matter if this game was well received or not? It probably was. Otherwise, we wouldn't remember it. Like the answer. I feel like the answer to that question is always yes. We can ask. And there's no sequels. Yeah, that's why it's like a one game. Okay, yeah. yeah. Was this game well received? Yes. Yeah. So think top <clears throat> Super Nintendo game. Yeah, we just did top one hundred. Is this a, in the SNES Classic Collection? No. Ooh. Ooh. Pretty good question. Though. Yeah. <coughs> uh, is no. there anything gameplay wise we can narrow it down as well of that era? Well, we it was sort of a platformer. So, sort of platformer. I don't know what else. And again, you shoot a gun. And they're not. There's not like vehicular base. But we don't know it was a two D platformer. I kind of don't want to burn a question on it at this point. No vehicles. I'm just trying to think of our top 100 list right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Me too. There's like the act raisers type stuff that's Japanese. There's um, all the best stuff back then was Japanese, right? Shooting. There's the Mickey Mouse type stuff. That's all Capcom. Man, Damon, this is too hard. <laughs> Three questions left. I don't know if we're going to get this And one. not a license. So yeah. Like all the good Western games, I feel like, were licensed from that era. Yeah, really funny Western uh, licenses. Um, how about... Uh, not an arcade port. Are you going to be mad at ourselves if we don't get this? Okay. <laughs> Maybe. Don't burn a question on yeah, that. I, I, <laughs> should we ask if you're like a, a man or a lady or a... Um, do you have like an occupation that's obvious, or uh, <laughs> did we didn't ask about speaking? 
Yeah. Does your character? I, are you like? Are you like a spy, or are you yeah. like? Yeah, maybe something like One that that would help us narrow down theme. James Pond Jr. I was thinking James Pond. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there? Jeez. Uh, Jonathan is useless. I'm so there, stumped, no, yeah, guys. sorry. I this is barely owned anything from that era. Um, You've got uh, two narrowing down questions and then a guess. Mm. Has this been really released on virtual consoles? I I don't know. I can't answer that. Okay. okay. Um, is there spinoffs of fighting games that this might be like the spinoff of Mortal Kombat? Yeah. I'm, well, they released a Sub Zero one, or what one did they release? They released two of them, and one of them may have had shooting. In is it. the one company still around? What do you mean, the company? That made it. The the, the, The developer? Yeah. Yes. Oh, Oh, that's pretty good. That's 18. It's got to be like so. It's got to be EA or Activision, right? Yeah, EA or Activision or um, Sony did make. I would think like Vector Man or something, except that was a Genesis exclusive. Right. That's a good one, though. And I don't think that, I don't think Blue Sky's still around. What about like Bucky O'Hare or Jazz Jackrabbit or like those? Well, you play as a human. Yeah. Or you don't play as an animal. What was the what was the uh um like Cliff Blazinski's game before yeah. Unreal? What was that 2D? That was Jazz Jackrabbit. That, yeah. that was on PlayStation. Yeah, you're right, Jazz Jackrabbit. That's why you just said that. But there's a there's another one sort of like like there were 2D Duke Nukem games way back in the day that came to PC. All right. We have two questions remaining. So there's like uh, Adventures Adventure Island, that's Japanese, and there's like weird like Goemon games, those Japanese. Yeah, well, Just like, there's like Battletoads, yeah. where you play as a human, but like stuff like that. That's I know it's not a platformer, but like. Mm-hmm. There's the Final Fight type games, UN Squadron. I'm just trying to think of like all the games yeah. on the top 100 list. I did that list. I and a re- company that's still around, too. I really think it's probably like a Western version of something like Sunset Riders or Mega Man, and we just can't. We're just not getting it. Damon, so he's trying to keep <laughs> his face very... <laughs> Does this? T- uh, we already asked the sci-fi question. Doesn't take place in the future. It's, did you say? Did we do multiplayer? It wasn't we asked no, it's multiplayer. no multiplayer. Um, um, it's a well-received multi-platform yeah. platformer-ish mm-hmm. shooter. Mm-hmm. Well, well, sorry, it has a gun in it. The gun. Okay. Maybe your character never uses the gun. <laughs> he just it's just, <laughs> just has a gun. <laughs> it's right from a game. Right. <laughs> We're gonna bring this one home. That's okay. actually a good idea for a game. Uh, uh, got to spin those last two questions. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, was this game known for its graphics? Um, Remember when it was Karnov? I don't know. Uh, that's hard for me to... Okay. okay. I'm, I'll, I'll, give you a, I'll give you an extra question. Right. It's okay. hard for me to right. say. Uh, I don't know what reviews at the time. And, we, and, it, and it's unclear if it takes place on Earth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would that narrow it down for you if we knew? I mean, maybe. Yeah. No. <laughs> Not for me, at least. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of the most specific that we can get to. Uh, have Have we ever played it in the office? Ooh. Like you and I? Yeah. No. Uh, oh. <laughs> I mean, One I've, question remaining. I've got well, nothing. then. Yeah, I don't have it. Really? You guys aren't um, anywhere near it? I don't think so. Uh, would you guys believe it is Blackthorn? Uh, the cinematic platformer. I don't even know what that game is. Yeah, it's, maybe, it's no only the Blackthorn is only notable because it was made by Blizzard. It was made by. Oh, Blizzard. okay. Cool. It's also really good. Yeah, it's another cinematic platformer, much like Flashback. And we could have gone with Last Vikings. Out of Blizzard. this world. Oh, okay. Mm. No, that was just in Super Nintendo. 
1994. What kind of game is it? Cinematic platformer, like, like flashback. flashback. Oh, okay. And you have a shotgun. You blow people away. It's Wasn't sort there of a, another sort of game a Lost like? Blizzard classic. And I remember you're like in a jungle environment, but I don't know if it's supposed to be Earth or not. And you're saving people. I would like call Black a fantasy game in my memory, but I, it's been yeah, a long time. I didn't time. know if there was some like in later the game. Does it look like yeah. cartoon graphics? It's 2D. It's not, you know, it's 16 What's, bit. Yeah. I, like, yeah, I know. That good game, animation. I'm aware of that game, but I, so it is known for its graphics, though. I mean, not, not, not no. in the 20 questions way. But yeah. Yeah. It has a weird style, right? I don't know about that's that. a really tough one. Yeah, yeah. Tough me. I never owned that or played it or know anything. Yeah, nineteen ninety four. I don't uh, think it's on our top one hundred. Is it? It's not in the top one. It's anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, developed by Blizzard, published by Interplay, mm. which mm. is just a name now. I think they sold off all their gaming IP. Yeah, one of Blizzard's first games. It's a good game. Uh, and then I th- I thought that might be tricky because we did flashback last week. Yeah, maybe uh, you wouldn't be expecting another cinematic platformer. I wouldn't have been able to name it anyway. Though, yeah, so I don't feel too. You couldn't got there. That was great. I have no, good memories I just, of. Playing. I just don't know that game. Yeah, yeah. It's a good game. Not one worth checking out. Don't you own it? No. I thought you owned like every Super Nintendo game except for two or something. NES. NES game. Okay. All right. Well, if anybody has a copy of Little Samson out there that'd like to sell me, <laughs> I really need it. <laughs> Thanks for the suggestion, Trevor Selby. Yeah, that, that is, was a real stumper. I like yeah. being stumped, though. It's been you guys wild. had a long winning streak, mm-hmm. and now it's ruined <laughs> by Trevor. <laughs> That'll always be my Blackthorn. Just like <laughs> the Black Trevor Belmont song. ruined Dracula's long winning streak. Yes, exactly. So too. Blood. <laughs> yeah, Dracula kind of puts up a lot of L's, though. Honestly, yeah. like. Yeah. He gets, res- as he, is, he gets resurrected, matter. and then, you know, a few hours later, someone busts in his chamber <laughs> and just whip, 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 whips him to death. They should resurrect someone else at this point. Yeah. yeah. Get yeah. someone else. Or I mean, and, like, he has, like, a really, like, poor view of us now because he thinks we're all just miserable piles of secrets. Yeah. And I've actually never true. given any thought to you. I played all I'm the Dracula careful. games. I like them a lot. It feels like Dracula's kind of just minding his business. Yeah. And they, yeah. Well, like, so the whole crux of moment. Symphony of the Night is that he, his wife was killed. I mean, yeah. Or that he lost his wife. But, yeah, so. You're, you're just skulking around his house, though. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm sure there's some context. Like, I don't ever remember the intros to those games. It's probably like, he's going to reach his full power and then take <laughs> over the world. But That's like, it. That's the context. Yeah. <laughs> you can find full context by watching Castlevania on Netflix. Well, the world is just going to be spookier. And nobody wants that. No. It's just skeletons walking yeah, around. Look at that skeleton walking They're up the scary. street. They're scary. Yeah. Like they used people to be people, people and they're just their bones. It's gross. Yeah. We all have a skeleton inside us. Yeah. We have a little Learned bit of Castlevania inside us all. Skeletons are, f- yeah. But are skeletons former people? Yes. Sure. Yeah, presumably. People aren't skeletons. So mm. think about that. Are we the walking skeletons? <laughs> uh, that is all the scoops we have for you this week. And I uh, just realized next week is Comic Con. So I don't know what's Ooh. happening with Game Scoop next week. We'll we should see. ask the host. <laughs> Damn I, I just haven't, I haven't given any thoughts. So. Have I'm going to Comic Con. Well, so maybe we can do games down there, or yeah, maybe do we well, can do... Let's, do, let's do a pirate Comic-Con from our hotel pirate room. Comic-Con. Pirate Comic-Con. Let's do a pirate game scoop, I meant to say. Let's <laughs> do a pirate game scoop, audio only. From the hotel. Yeah, You could pick a pirate game for 20 questions. Ooh. Yeah, we'll do that. Uh, there should probably be some rum involved in that, too. Monkey Island. Uh, yes. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop.com. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you. My name is Damon. This is Black Blackthorn! And we're out.
Hey, Jenny, have you um, ever heard of a vampire slayer? Do you mean the one girl in all the world with the strength and skill to fight the vampires, demons, and forces of darkness? I do. Oh, yeah. I've heard of her. Cool. My name is Jenny Owen Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo. And together, we spent six years watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one at a time, podcasting about each and every one. Never seen Buffy before? We will protect you. Our podcast is spoiler-free, so first-time viewers can listen along safely. Ever thought to yourself, I wish someone was brave enough to write an original song for every single episode of Buffy? Ho, 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 ho! Your search is at an <laughs> end, my friend, because we did exactly that. So if you've never watched Buffy, or if you're about to watch the series for the 14th time, come over and join us. Our podcast is called Buffering the Vampire Slayer, and you can learn more about it at BufferingCast.com. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.